but also That's... kids pee on your lap. So, you know, I... Well, welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are talking about Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. And there are a lot of spoilers ahead. It's a great movie. You should go watch it before you listen to this episode. Just saying. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. I done it. And Molly Glover. Uh, I'm enchanted, I must say. <laughs> and we are we are here to talk about a uh, brand new movie now available by the time this episode goes up streaming on Netflix. It is called Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. And... Uh, if you are Benoit Blanc, and if uh, you uh, have have listened to our episode about Knives Out, then uh, then uh, this this film obviously is uh, a sequel of sorts mm. to to Knives Out. It is a whodunit mystery, which means that from this point on, it is going to be impossible for us not to spoil it. So I'm really going to say uh, I personally really love this film. Uh, but I think you're better off going in not having listened to us talk about it. So if you're going to watch sure. this movie, uh, maybe maybe wait on this episode. Come back to this episode later because because uh, it's great and you'll enjoy it. It's the it's the latest movie in the BBCU. Oh boy, I <laughs> I, uh, I agree with Tim and wholeheartedly endorse you turning this episode off until you see this movie. I think Glass Onion's better than Knives Out. If you love Knives Out, this is even I don't know. I think it's even better. So for real. This is your last warning. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, the butler and did I, it. I will say, I will say that uh, Knives Out is is like uh, it's become a comfort movie to me. You know, it's like one of those movies that if it, it's showing somewhere, if somebody had it on their TV, I would watch it to the end anytime. Sure. Uh, and and it's more than any movie that's come out of late. It's a movie that I'll just be like, you know what? I feel like watching today. I feel like watching Knives Out. So sure. I think there might be a little bit of recency bias in uh, my opinion of Glass Onion, but I sure did enjoy it. And I think I will probably watch it a lot. I've only seen Knives Out the one time. So mm. uh, I've seen each of these one time in the theater. And truly, uh, while I, I was astonished, loved Gla uh, Knives Out, Glass Onion hit all of my buttons in a different way. I think because it was so meta in that it was a murder mystery party that was meant <laughs> to be set up. And that that moment of, of Benoit Blanc being like, oh, okay, so whoever solves it first wins. And it's like, yeah, what do we win? I don't, I, you know, and then like being, okay, well, it's, here's what happens. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> just running the whole thing. And he, the, the glee on his face, he looks so happy because, you know, they've been in lockdown. It's 2020. He hasn't been solving mysteries. He's been stuck in the apartment with his very handsome Hugh Grant played boyfriend. So yes. it's like, it feels like he's just like, oh, I forgot how much I love this. Oh, yeah. I'm so just, and it's just, he's so happy to be just absolutely ruining the mystery. And then right after he's done, when it's like the arrow goes off and the blood spurts out, it's just like, well, that's, that's pretty fucking ruined. funny. 
It was so good. And you know, the beauty of it is, is later in the film when, you know, we go into the flashback and we discover that the what's been going on the whole time, it's like you start to understand that he ruined it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. You know, he didn't yes. he didn't do it because he was clueless. I mean, every single thing he had done was But he really you really thought he was. Like yeah. even those of us who know the character and know that he, you know, he I genuinely was like, "Oh, this poor motherfucker doesn't realize he just spoiled this guy's party off." Oh, fantastic. Well, but no. It's and, and it's another layer in that um another layer of the onion. I, no, I was going to say what's the um the the type of is it ca- uh, can- canticle can- uh, the, mm. the type of a song fugue a fugue, fugue. right is yes it there? yes it's another layer in the fugue it's another layer in the fugue uh there's you know like four layers of murder mystery happening here of of crime to solve mm-hmm. and and the murder mystery party murder is is just another layer just another murder on top of the fugue repeating mm-hmm. and creating a different story as they all line up. It's, I mean, it it's also so fe- fucking brilliant. Yeah. It almost feels like a little bit of it is him going, yeah, this, this mystery is a distraction. We need to just get it out of the fucking way. Yeah. Uh, well, cause you, and it, it is, it is four layers. Cause you've got the murder mystery party murder of miles. And then you've got the, uh, murder mystery party, Party, not planned actual murder of Duke was that supposed to be Miles? Oh. And then you've got the murder of uh of I can't remember the 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 woman Andy? Andy's name Andy's Andy. murder, but then the actual murder of Andy. And so it was it it was it was great because it was someone tried to kill Miles or someone killed Miles. That's the party. Someone killed miles but accidentally killed duke that's the next thing someone killed andy someone did kill andy like it's yeah, yeah it was it was so fucking smart yeah yeah uh and and the i mean certainly the one of the things that i enjoy about knives out in this is um both of these movies are effectively about a bunch of rich fuckers oh yeah um and 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 it does not have any respect for them. Like the fan, the family in Knives Out is a, just a bunch of assholes mm-hmm. who who have grown up rich and are spoiled because of it. And their and their patriarch is like, I fucked this up. I've got to try and fix this before it's too late. And it turns out, for him anyway, it was actually too late. Um, and then this movie is is kind of the same way, right? These are a bunch of people that that got power they attribute it to miles even though in pretty much every case it was their own fucking doing um but miles is 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 like making them believe that it's him so that they are they are beholden to him um and the one of them that basically is like fuck you i don't need you he's like well then i'm gonna fuck you over hard Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And in in both of these movies, there's very much this sense of you know because because Miles is Elon Musk, right? That's that's who he is. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah, like it's, the it's, guy everybody thinks is a genius, who's actually just a complete fucking idiot. That other people managed to figure out how to make his shit work. Uh-huh. Um, it, the I mean, bare minimum, he's a you know tech plutocrat. Whatever, but like to say it's thinly veiled implies that there's any fucking veil at all. <laughs> 
I also think it's really cool because like, so once you know what's happening, like what's really happening in Glass Onion, you realize we have a very similar relationship that we had in Knives Out. We've yeah. got, uh, we've got Benoit Blanc. Uh, we've got uh, Benoit Blanc with uh, Andy's sister, again, whose name I can't remember. Uh, oh God. Uh, but then in the, in the, in Knives Out, we've got the patriarch of the family with his, with his nurse, with, with, you know, Ana de Armas's character, uh, a, a, an impoverished young woman who is taken with, uh, taken with, uh, the, this, uh, you know, this adult, this older, rich patriarch who's mm-hmm. like, I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna work together to fuck, you know, figure this shit out. We're gonna make this happen. And then in, in this movie, we've got Benoit Blanc. He's not rich. You know, he's not, we saw his apartment. He's not poor either, right? He's doing, he's, he's, he's reasonably, he's middle class, I'd say, but, you know, with a younger, impoverished Helen who's in you know Mississippi Missouri I don't remember which but you know deep I think south. it was Mississippi it was deep south and yeah. so and so you've got like if that had been if we had known in any way that that wasn't Andy if we had known any of that to start or anything it would have seemed almost more like oh this is the same thing but now instead it feels like oh it's a beautiful motif that's like an echo mm-hmm. right that I love and and finding out that she and it's great because when 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 Andy gets off the boat and uh, we we as far as we know she's Andy and she gets off Helen. the boat uh, when Helen yeah. gets off the boat and as far as we know she's Andy I'm saying it's Andy yeah, coming yeah. off the boat and uh, Benoit Blanc says something to her along the lines of uh, something about like these rich people have their own like they live in their own world huh or he says yeah. something like that to her and she's like you have no idea and it's it makes sense. As her being Andy and him not yeah. knowing her and him just saying this, but it makes even more sense when you look back on it. And it's like they actually are having a moment alone yeah. and he can talk to her as her. It's just fucking great. And I can't wait to see it again. I am just so stoked to see it again. Luckily, we don't have to wait long. I know. Yeah, because uh, the the way this worked is that it has a one week uh, theatrical release, I imagine, it's, so that they can yeah, be up it's for out awards. of theaters as of this recording. We yes. are recording it on the last yeah. night that it's available, and then it's available on Netflix because it was a it was a Netflix film produced by Netflix. Uh, it was part of a two film deal, so there is going to be a third Knives Out movie featuring Benoit Blanc. Um, but it doesn't come out on Netflix until December twenty third, which I know is at this point that this is airing has happened. But you know, for for there's a there's a almost a month in between. Yeah where nothing, no one can see it. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck's wrong with them? But, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird pe- distribution model, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't tweet like I know about the film industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense why they don't have it in the theaters for longer, but I suppose that the bulk of the money that a movie makes is in its first week of release. So maybe yeah. they're just yeah. like, well, let's just take that money and then, uh, and then be done with it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, one of the things I love about, both both knives out movies now is um every single one of the characters is such an interesting little character piece a little mm. like they all have such good they they have a good actor they have a good background they have good little quirk personality traits and quirks like like just like you know Dave 
Batista's character is fucking despicable, but like never boring, super interesting, mm-hmm. super entertaining, total his, piece of shit. Gun bathing suit. Oh my god! <laughs> now it's a party. And it's like, I, I mean, waterproof gun because he got out of the pool it and was, just shot yeah. it. Like, not, not, not uncommon. Not yeah. A lot okay, of guns okay. are pretty, pretty water resistant. All, all right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know his, a lot his, about guns to be. Well, totally and I honest. loved so like you know, I, and also like whiskey. So his girlfriend, yeah. who, name is whiskey, and she just seems like like oh I I know I can I know everything about her. She's just this you know she's just she's focused on her looks and she's a little sex pot or whatever. And then when she's talking to Helen as Andy, and she's like oh well the main reason I'm doing this is because I'm trying to build my brand so that I can you know like she says she's something really like, smart. I mean that's the yeah, thing is yeah, she is so super smart. smart and she's she's. Yeah. And she's talking about, you know, she knows that she's just capturing a market for a moment in time to capitulate because eventually if I want to run for the Senate, like I need to, I can't have this shit on my record. Like I can't, yeah. be, I can't be connected to this right wing bullshit he's doing. Like it's yeah, this, <laughs> this misogynist stuff. And it's just like, okay, like, like all right, whiskey, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, and that's, um, I think, uh, on purpose, it's part of it is is Ryan Wilson does a really good job creating character. But Ryan part Johnson. of it is what? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, isn't that what I said? You yeah. said Ryan Wilson, but that's oh, all right. Well, you know, the 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 Beach Boys and, and filmmaking. <laughs> what's the difference? Anyway, uh Ryan Johnson uh does such a good job creating characters and he, he's done that in all of his movies, finding yeah. ways to to give you a lot of information about a character in a relatively short amount of time. But, but the other part of it is the onion analogy that he's using in, in, mm. in this film over and over again, the idea that, that all of these characters are not what they appear to be on the surface, that there's, there's more going on underneath that, you know, but miles that you can see straight through. Yeah. That, 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 you know, if you if you look at Miles and you really pay attention, he's a fucking idiot. You know, we yeah. we all watch this movie. And I mean, I, I remember even thinking at times that, well, that that's a weird word for him to use. That's right not there. the right word. Yeah. 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 And, but it, you don't really put it. You don't really put it together as anything really important. Right. Until Benoit Blanc is like. He did, he did it here and he did it here. And it's like, and it co- slowly dawns on you. This guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, and yeah. you're like, yeah. And you, <laughs> you know, um, you bought Twitter and he's just running it into the <laughs> ground. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I love that. Like, it's also like nothing is as it seems, uh, from when we see it, like, uh, we see, we see Duke, crouching in the grass, looking through the window, watching Whiskey have sex with Miles. And we're like, oh, man, they're having an affair. And he finally found out. He's finding out because we see Benoit watching him. And then later we realize he told her to go do it. He's watching to make sure it happens and to kind of listen in. And then we see that also Helen was there yeah. the whole time, like yeah, doing her super awesome drunk spy act where she's just like, yeah. Liquor, liquor powered detective on the hard skills. Booch. She got drunk on the hard boots. Yeah. <laughs> get her, get her drunk. And she is uh, the best detective in the world. Better than Ben yeah, Blanc yeah. himself. It was so, it was so, but I also like that a lot of her, like being a great detective, a lot of that was people opening up to her uh-huh. yeah. whiskey opening up to her. Cause it was like, listen, I just wanted to tell you, I think it's really shitty what they all did, you know? And like people sp- like telling her things because they're like, 
you know, they think that she's Andy. I mean, like, you know, we went to your house and you didn't even answer, you know? So like, like, what the fuck was that about? We called you and you never picked up the phone. And it's like, oh, like people just volunteered information yeah. so much of the time that it wasn't she didn't ever actually find anything. She went she searched all those rooms and she she found the napkin. But like it, it was really cool. She's she's pretty quiet. And these are all people that are that have, you know, wealth and privilege and love to hear themselves talk. Yes. And and all she had to do was be quiet and let them incriminate themselves mm-hmm. essentially or let them you know speak their their motives how much did you love uh kate hudson's character birdie, As birdie? she's okay. so I, awesome i love kate i have loved kate hudson like since she was very young and i was very like for real i think she's so great uh basically since almost famous i bas- i fell in love oh, with yeah, her a little bit because so she's movie. so good at that at yeah. that character and she did such a good job of like Look at me. Look, everyone. Miles said to look at me while she was spinning and just all like (laughs) little things that she kept dropping and saying. And she did them so well. I I mean, I understand it's a script, but like it felt very natural. She did a very good job of, you know, aging influencer. You know, she was a model and then she she was a lot of things. And now she's not any of those things. Well, and I just love the fact that she shows up. And I mean, I love the fact that they set this in 2020. You got scenes with characters wearing masks and she shows up. Up wearing a mask that is literally a, a golden fishnet it's gold oh. thread fishnet over and her then mouth. when she took it off she was like it's so nice to have that off now and like <laughs> i also really well, that and, was oh sorry uh, and uh duke and whiskey show up without masks yes. at all yes yep like you can it it's such a great way to demonstrate everyone's you know comfort politics yeah, uh, belief or faith in science. It was all handled so well. The whole like, can we hug? I want to hug. We should like, we can't hug though, right? And and like it being, you knew it was 2020. Yeah. Like immediately, they didn't have to put a, a thing that said 2020. You could tell because of Benoit being in the tub still again, yeah. you know, and like the the like, oh, I'm just so bored. Oh, a box and like that all thing that, but like also the. It was such a, I was thinking as they, they had the masks and I'm like, well, how are they going to do this? Uh-huh. And then they just are like, we're going to, going to spray in your mouth and you're good. What, it, what was that? Don't worry. You don't need the mask anymore. You're good. That, like secret billionaire fucking secret, secret billionaire cure. <laughs> yeah. And that, that don't worry about it. I know they were saying it to the, to the characters, but, but it also felt very much like a note for the audience. Like just just shut up. Just don't worry about it. Fixed it. You don't need to worry about it. We yeah. got it under control. Yep. Just let us do the movie. It's not important. Yeah. COVID is COVID is no longer the story. <laughs> yeah. COVID is no longer what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. we've, we've, yep. we've acknowledged that that's a, that's reality right now, and then we have erased it as something that we have to worry about. I also loved the with the box in the opening, yeah. uh, how they showed them all getting on the call, like, Oh, it's a box. It's a miles box. We got it. And then, uh, Duke's mom being like, it's the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like shut up. And they're like all these complicated things. And then they cut to who we now know as Helen. But at the time we thought it was Andy, which also makes sense. Like getting a box and just being like, <sighs> and just taking a fucking hammer to it, which 
later when you still think she's Andy, that also makes sense because it's like, no, fuck Miles and his all of his little clever fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just, what is this? Let's just find well, out what it is. It actually is. makes sense that either one of those sisters, that those twins, even though they've grown apart in their in their lives and are doing different things, it's like, nope, that's exactly how either one of them would have responded yep. to opening that yep. box. I also enjoy that, you know, even though we find out later that Ben didn't open that box, but him saying, him saying, oh, it's just very rudimentary puzzles. Full of a bunch of children's puzzles. (laughs) Which they um, probably, he probably would have found them children's puzzles, right? He probably would have found them just ridiculously simple, uh, you know, given how fast he solves the murder. (laughs) There there were so many fun uh, little tiny cameos that don't matter at all. Uh, in so the the Zoom call where he's playing yes. Among Us, and and that's sort of thing. really so, badly. He's really bad it, at it. So funny. So there's cameo. This is uh, Stephen Sondheim and Angela Lansbury's last role. Right, and Stephen of Sondheim, of course, wrote the movie we were talking about earlier in the trailer. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, the Last of Sheila. The yeah, Last of yeah, Sheila, which then, is one um, of Rayan Wilson's favorite mysteries. Angela Lansbury, of course, was in Murder She Wrote. Um, I didn't, I didn't catch who the other two were. Uh, uh, one was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> and then <laughs> Na- Natasha Leone from, um, oh, the Netflix show where she keeps on dying. Russian doll or Russian doll. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then like, uh, Serena Williams in the exercise room. Yes. That um, was- uh, Ethan Hawke is the dude that we were talking about giving the little spray and the 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 zap, mm-hmm. and then apparently, so the hourly dong. <laughs> the, uh, the God damn it! That is, we, Alex and I, uh, I went to see that with my son Alex. We the rest of the family didn't go. Every time that dong happened, he and I laughed, and so, I swear everybody else in the theater was like turning around to look at us because I thought so I the, thought it was fucking dong. hilarious. Yes, the hourly dong was voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing because he's the star of Brick Ryan Johnson's first and, movie, which yeah. is a whodunit. And yeah. Looper, it's a noir. And yeah. Looper, he's also the star of Looper. Yep. So. And Looper I, uh, yep. I forgot and that was his movie. The guy. The guy who's just on the island. Yeah, don't mind me, man. Yeah. He plays uh, Dade in Brick. Oh. And he was in the previous Lives Out movie as the state trooper. Okay. And he was in Looper. And he's, he must just be a buddy. He's just that's great. Been in a shit ton of that's Ryan Johnson. He's this guy's. He's Ryan. He's Ryan. John, Ryan Johnson's. Uh, 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 John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, um, Oh, I can't remember. I, yeah. uh, I, I, it's not necessarily a cameo, but when uh, Miles says uh, the murder mystery was actually written by Gillian Flynn, I just about <laughs> wet my pants. Yeah. So she wrote Gone Girl. Uh, oh, yeah. And she also wrote uh, Sharper Objects uh, and a couple other books. But those are the two things people are most familiar with. Gone Girl being, you know, obviously a very popular movie, but Sharper Objects was a great HBO series. Also, a murder mystery. Yeah. So those are two. She writes really great twisty murder mysteries that leave you guessing all the way to the end. So that was super. What he was just. I I hired Jillian Flynn to write the murder mysteries. Like oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Benoit Blanc solved it in like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the they also show uh, uh, Jared Leto on the bottle of the his hard kombucha, and then Jeremy Renner as the what's it like running hot or something? Yeah, it's like running. Yeah, running. Yeah, 
but his, the, his the hot, hot sauce. sauce that they use is the fake blood. Just, <laughs> that, watching that drip of oh, hot sauce God. curl oh, yeah, down that's terrifying. around into her nostril. And I'm like, oh, that was very tense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's He does I a think, really good job with with, with tension. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, and it's like, there's that moment where he's like having a run. You know, she's got to run up to Miles's Miles's onion, and uh, and and find that find that napkin. And and Blanc is is stalling. And he yeah. does what, what's good stalling too. What's what's and 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 the thing is he's stalling, and you think he's stalling because he doesn't know who did it. And that that finding that napkin is like the final piece in the puzzle. It's like no no he knows who did it. But mm-hmm. he can't reveal it until the napkin's there. Yeah. Uh, the, and, 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 and so it's, it's, it's really, really good because you're looking at him going, dude, he's, he's running out of shit to say. It's like, no, he's not. He's got, yeah. he, he knows exactly what's going on. And, and the, that's, uh, that's cool. The burning of the napkin was so quick and fast. Uh, and they showed him with that lighter, like, you know, earlier. So just like a shoot mm-hmm. and it's just gone. And I think that, moment is is was so great because it really he really turned into who he is yes who he has always been because they talk about him how he was kind of a loser and he was the they it was like you know uh birdie's like you know there was a time when you know you know i was the one granting him my presence you know he was just the he was just around and i held him in my hand you know and they they all talk about him being just the guy they show that flashback where he's just sort of around and they're all just like i guess so like he reverts to that gleeful goblin little fucker of like, oh, what are you going to do about it? Uh, you know, and like yeah. really gloating over it, too. And you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a piece of shit who isn't smart. And all of these things aren't things you've invented. All you are. You're just a brand. You're just right. a figurehead brand. Well, mm-hmm. You look at you look at the way that like his the company that he runs and his buddy. Uh, no, I, character names are the are the worst. One played by Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, uh, his Lionel. buddy Lionel. 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 It's like Lionel gets these faxes with all sorts of bullshit on them, and and you know they attributed to biospheres. Yeah, they attributed him to being a genius because every now and again they take this crazy ass shit that he writes down and make something that works and now it's like Miles is a genius it's like no mm-hmm. the genius is really Lionel because he's the one that yeah. actually takes this crazy shit and makes it work but the yeah. problem is that Lionel sold his soul to do it right he's he's yeah. going to he's willing to he's willing to give up a friend he's willing to he's willing to risk you know putting what he knows to be something very dangerous into a rocket uh because if it works or even if it doesn't, it's going to help him, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you see with all, with all of these characters. And that's what I, like I say, I think um, they are all complicated, but, but one of the things that, that Ryan Johnson does is really peel back the layers on who they are and why they are really terrible. Um, you know, it, and it's not I... just because they stand behind miles. It's because they, they have sacrificed their own integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they've sold out and sold their souls for, for his, uh, you know, access to his wealth and influence. Um, if, you know, if there's, if there's one thing this movie has, has taught me that that's that 
if we want to take down Elon Musk, what we need to do is put priceless art into a Tesla and drive it around <laughs> until it catches fire or explodes. That okay. So the the talking about him being so good at tension, this the 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 Mona Lisa being behind the the glass yes. just kept shoom, Oh yeah. Shoom, yeah. Shoom, and him being all like, but you know, of course I installed a little a little you know like safety thing so I, I could look at her whenever I wanted. Like I can override and and there is that I feel like you could hear in our our theater as people caught on to what was happening at the end when the the fire was when she said she, she the hydrogen fuel is raging the fire is raging in there and she looks at the painting and I Nick and I both started laughing right away because we oh, were yeah. both immediately were like oh fuck oh she's going for the fail safe the override and you can see as she starts moving and everyone else is like. she's and it was funny because like in the middle of all this shit that's happening like this you are all about to die i mean like this house system is full of hydrogen gas and it's burning and there but everyone in that room is worried about the painting except for helen who is just like no fuck all your rich people shit including (laughs) the mona lisa no fuck it because this guy decided he was he gets to own the Mona Lisa fuck him and so fuck the painting fuck everybody it was it was it reminded me of um when the uh the climate activists this this year uh threw soup on the on Van Gogh yeah and then glued themselves to the wall and uh, I saw so many people who I know are not climate change deniers getting so upset about the painting and it's like the painting's behind glass the painting is fine and even if it wasn't, I think they're making their point when you're getting real upset about yeah. the painting, yep. but like you don't, aren't doing, I mean, you're not, you know, obviously upset about the the planet. Die. It was very interesting to see all the characters reacting so viscerally. Yeah. Well, to the it, it, getting we had a, we had a friend on, on Facebook who posted a picture of the focus on the family and uh, the 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 Gross. edifice in oh, front of their oh, building, yes. and somebody had yes, spray painted their blood is on your hands because we yeah. had another mass shooting in a in a, a GLBT uh, nightclub, it's and a uh, and somebody was like, I just I don't think defacing a building is is a good solution, and you know <laughs> just all these people are like, what the who the fuck gives a gives a shit about yeah. a brick wall that can be washed? These people are dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that that's the same kind of thing, right? You know, worrying about mm-hmm. worrying about the the small thing, you know, instead yeah. of the the big, yeah. the big big problem. Yeah. Um, I, and that's, worrying about some broken windows instead of you know a state sanctioned execution of a man in the street. Yes. For instance. <laughs> the, for example. Uh, the, but this whole thing, like his whole thing of like. Oh, I just want to be mentioned in the same breath with the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and what does that mean? Oh, it means that I'm so famous. It just means that he's like, he has big, and it's like, oh no, I made it so that you will always be mentioned in the, the same, same breath, breath with the, the Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa. Like, as soon as she was going for the, that's why I was laughing is because I was like, I was like, oh, he's going to get his wish. And it's such a fucking monkey's paw. Yeah. Like the perfect fuck yeah. you wish granted. Uh-huh. Oh, love it. So yeah, I just um, where we get to see rich assholes get their comeuppance. Who doesn't? 
Yeah, that and that, that's the beauty of the Knives Out franchise. It's all rich assholes getting their comeuppance. Well, I don't know if the next movie will be that, but uh, I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, and I, I also it. appreciate that you watch this movie for the longest time, thinking Miles is your victim, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, Miles is going to get murdered, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he really plays that string a really long time mm-hmm. you know you, you you think almost up to the point that he's revealed as the murderer that he's going to be a victim mm-hmm. um and you know and it's funny because he does the, the film does a good job of making you care that he's going to be the victim in spite of the fact that you fucking hate him he's yeah. a fucking douche yeah um, and yeah and he's ultimately worse than murdered yeah. Is the yeah. thing. Like yeah. he's his his he's murdered in a way where he has to live to see it. <laughs> in his in his mind at least, you know, like like Oh, if, I mean he's he's I mean, over. Well, yeah, but I mean like if he was murdered, he wouldn't get to suffer his punishment. Right. He'd be yeah. martyred. Yeah. Right. He'd be he'd be the martyred and his business would still continue. And you know, the Mona Lisa would have been fine. And now he's the rich asshole who was so smug and so and you know, and he's gonna be ruined. He even says, like, if anything ever happened, I'd be ruined because he had to pay such a he had to pay so much money for all the insurance and everything on it. So yeah, I don't know. It's great. It's yeah. great. So I, uh, uh yeah, really good movie. Um I, I guess before we move on to five questions, uh, any any final thoughts or comments that you had that you wanted to say about the movie before we move on? Yes, I love Peg and uh, uh, the the Birdie's assistant, her longtime assistant, maybe yeah. lover, partner, maybe maybe best friend. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're more than just I mean, they're more than just you know assistant and and person. They feel they feel like they've if nothing else, they have a companionship over 10 years where they've, you know, and she says like, my name is tied to hers. You know, it's, it's not like, that's my entire resume, you know, is her. So if she goes down, I go down. And the moment when she's like, you can't, you can't do this Bangladesh statement. And then she hands her her secret phone and she's like, that's an email, you know, from the the uh-huh. guy warning me that this is one of the most notorious sweatshops. And her response is sounds perfect. <laughs> like, thumbs up. And she's Did like, she just goes, Did you think? sweatpants were made in sweatshops <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. and it's like oh my god like no i mean and I, I feel like pegs she doesn't say it but her face just feels like i guess i deserve to not have a career because <laughs> i tied myself to this fucking idiot like yep. it was just how do you you're a model and a fashion editor and then you go on to found a company and you you think that and no one ever oh my god just amazing <laughs> amazing well and birdie's stupid because she doesn't care right she's not she's, she's not had to care yeah right. she's not actually dumb she just yep. doesn't care enough to think about anything and I, I guarantee Kate Hudson is drawing on people she knows for that role. Because I mean, yeah. she's Goldie Hawn <laughs> and Kurt Russell's daughter. Yeah, she no grew kidding. up famous. You know, she was a model. She, you know, she's she started modeling when she was a very young teenager. She's been she's lived that character to some degree. So I, it was such perfect casting. Yeah, Nick. Anything uh, you wanted to add? <gasps> Shit, there's just so much to love about it. Then uh, I really am excited to see it again i feel like I've, we've gushed about it a lot but i'm trying to think of something particular that that stands out to me and i you know i kind of like that in the first movie we really don't know anything 
about Blanc, mm-hmm. right? Just it, that he's the best, most famous detective right. in the world. Yeah. And in this one, we 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 get to learn a little bit about a little bit more about him in in you know him as a as a character, his his personal life, um, his motivations, and I wouldn't have expected to like that. I would have expected to dislike that, but actually. It made it made it a better movie for me. It made it made it it made him. I don't know. I I kind of don't didn't care about his motivations. Right? He's the greatest detective. That's all we need. But now to know that he has this thirst for mystery, that if it goes unsated, he he becomes a less happy and less functional person. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know. I, I dug that. I like that. There was and there was a lot more to his. Actually, one of the lines that I dug about him, which is actually going to be my final thought anyway, is his, uh, his, I'm not Batman speech. Yes. (laughs) Where he's basically like, I can't, I can't change the the law. You know, we have to be able to prove shit or it doesn't matter. We can, we can know full well who killed your sister, but if we can't prove it in a court of law, it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. This isn't, this isn't a comic book universe. This is, this is the real world. And, and, in order to make the, any of this work, we have to have real evidence. Uh, and I, and I, like and I that. loved when he's... Sorry, go ahead. I like that. Thank you. Go ahead. I love when he said, you know, the all, all, I, can, all I can say is, you know, you know, the only reason I can think of is the, the reason your sister walked away. Like the reason your sister, the reason your sister walked away from it all being like, because the hydrogen was going to turn people's houses into the Hindenburg. And it was just such a, like, just like a click of like, Oh, (laughs) because he said that so long ago in terms of all the things that have happened in the movie, it was like right at the beginning where he's like, this whole house is running on clear and, and, you know, all the power and everything is this hydrogen, you know? And so you, you, it's this, like, it's, it's Chekhov's hydrogen house. (laughs) <laughs> like they say it in the first act, but then you know, and then, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. again, the movie has so many layers. I I wonder where where that that came from. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you somehow decided to forego spoilers and watch this uh, and listen to this podcast episode anyway, I, I can only encourage you to watch the movie anyway. It's uh, it's great. It's going to be out on Netflix uh, probably by the time this podcast goes up, if not within a few days of the podcast airing. So check it out. We're going to do five questions. We actually have five answers. Uh, I think, is this the only five answers we have, Molly? It's, it is the only one, but it's, that doesn't make it any less special. It's five answers from Ryan Gerber. All right, hey. Ryan. I'm just suggesting those of you listening going, these are great answers. I bet my answers would be better. Well, we don't know if you don't send them in. Well, yeah, we'll never know. We'll never so know. Ryan says, hi, geeks. I've been stalling because I don't have solid answers to any of these, but I've answered all your questions for a decade, and I'm not about to stop now. A decade. Good to right? hear it, Ryan. Nick, what's our question number one? Question number one. What's a game you played recently that you really enjoyed? I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey lately. Two full playthroughs for fun and an ongoing project to get all the DLC for free out of spite. I've tried the previous (laughs) games and never finished. I've tried the sequel and not finished, but something about the Peloponnesian War just keeps me coming back. This series is known for the great environments, but I think this is the one where they really nailed the gameplay as well. I haven't played that one yet, and I need to because I fucking love the Peloponnesian War. <laughs> so, like, and yeah. Assassin's Creed, don't you? 
I do love yeah, Assassin's Creed. So. I just, I have them. It's, it's, it's weird. Like it sounds stupid, but we, we, when we moved to this house, we have just, we only have one TV. We have two TVs, but one of them is upstairs in what feels like Nick's space. I know it's both of our spaces, but it's his office. Mm -hmm. So I can't just like go up in the middle of the day and just play games. It feels weird. And for some reason, playing on the main TV when we're both down there feels weird to me. I blame my uh, uh, upbringing to, to uh, uh, always let others have things before me. So <laughs> yes, internalized misogyny. I mean, I wouldn't say misogyny. I would just say just regular old uh don't let people have stuff it, it doesn't always have to be patriarchy all right, all right. there we go molly's parents were the worst okay uh question number two <laughs> what is a science factor discovery you think is really fucking cool crows can warn other crows about their enemies they aren't fooled by clothing or hair and they can pass this information to other neighborhoods in other words scarecrows are bullshit that's amazing. That's why when Molly and I walk the dog and we see crows, I leave them treats. It's true. We say hi, crows, and we wave to them, and we and Nick throws treats at them, and then we we usually make sure the dog is a little further away, and yeah, we we it's pay because, tribute to the crows. It's because and, you and understand always, the birds is not a fiction. <laughs> they'll, not they'll fiction. usually they'll come down just as soon as we're you know twenty thirty feet away and and enjoy the dog treats, and so sometimes if we don't give them treats, I swear they're. They, they they call at us. I, I just basically want them to not steal baby bunnies out of our yard like huh. last spring, which was one of the most traumatic things I've ever experienced. <laughs> well, now they like you, and so they're going to steal more more baby bunnies. <laughs> uh, question three. Uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. I think my moral sense had developed long before I encountered philosophy or theology, so it must have come from pop culture. All of those very special episodes of cartoons, the Comics Code Authority, whatever bits of Catholicism that J.R.R. Tolkien stuck into his books. I'd love to credit Star Trek here, but I never encountered that until my 20s. Addendum. We got a follow-up email Ooh. from Ryan where oh. he said, I just listened to an early episode about parenting and, oh shit, parents, I forgot those <laughs> were a thing. In hindsight, I probably ought to give my parents credit for my morality. I never saw them do anything wrong. Like, not even Napster wrong. Not even <laughs> double parking. That was pretty infuriating at the time, but it probably had some kind of effect on me. It may have. May you have. Know, we've had so many people for this question talk about um media and mm -hmm. how media has has been an important part of their um you know moral upbringing i think that that is a topic that might uh warrant some investigation yeah. in, in an episode it sometime. seems like, like it that. would uh question number like 4 that. if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life what would you choose recycling I don't mm. mind most chores, but it's such a hassle to sort all the recycling. The worst is spending an hour turning in the cans and bottles and getting a dollar fifty for them, which is somehow worse than getting no money at all. <laughs> uh. I will say we live in a we live in a uh, single sort recycling city, and it is glorious. It's pretty great. Yeah. It a, pretty great. I Just toss it all into a bin and. It like gets God recycled. sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and qu question five. What's a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? I'm going to be predictable and say Cosmos. No. Most people could just enjoy it. And the people who haven't figured out climate change since 1980 would hate it. Win-win. 
I assume <laughs> that he's talking about the original Cosmos with Carl Sagan. Which, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, the new one with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is also very good, but I think the original is a, a little bit better. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's 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 great science. It's great thought. It's gr- It's it's just it's a good good mm-hmm. good piece of piece of television. So awesome! Thank you for those answers to Thanks, our five Ryan. questions, Ryan. I'm glad we had Ryan on the episode about not about uh, Glass Onion by Ryan Johnson <laughs> um, or Ryan Wilson. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you thought those five questions are great and you'd like to answer them, or even if you don't, even if you think they're dumb, just send us in your answers. It's really easy. Five questions at geekswithoutgod.com, and we will read them on the air. If you include your address, we will send you a sticker, and not just any random sticker. It's not just some sticker that we, some Disney sticker that I brought home from Disney World. No, this is a Geeks Without God sticker. Seriously. A vinyl sticker. Yeah, yeah. We had them made. We had them produced. That's what we did. Uh, and we had them produced using uh, Patreon funds. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that. You can find us on Patreon. You will get episodes early uh, as we produce them, and we will make them available for Patreon listeners. So Patreon listeners have already heard this episode. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you haven't. And uh, you don't know how good Glass Onion is. Maybe, maybe you've already had it spoiled because you didn't listen to enough of this episode to know that you shouldn't have. <laughs> That's... Uh, <laughs> It's a damn shame. So we've been Geeks Without God. We we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to talking to you about something new and something geeky or godless next week. Bye. 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 It's almost like the glass onion is an analogy for the entire movie. Whoa. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Just ramble. That's the ending. That's how the ending works. Just talk.